Attention shoppers, there are a wide variety of Crossrip items available in the gift shop. Sweatshirts, smartphone covers, an exclusive t-shirt designed by Dapper Dan Shonen of IDW Comics fame, and more on the way. All proceeds go towards our servers, so this remains the only ad you hear on the show. Go to GhostbustersHQ.net slash shop to get yours today. I like that shirt, friend. When I heard that Jason Reitman was going to be doing a new version in the fall, and my agents called him and said, hey, Jason... We hear there's a part of a young, semi-young, strapping man that needs to be cast. Who are you going to call? When I heard they were going to call me, well, as you can imagine, I nearly slimed myself. In fact, I'm sliming myself right now. Still Playing With Toys presents The Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad, the biggest podcast since 1909. So free. News, interviews, and commentary on everything Ghostbusters. Are you the key Here are your hosts, Troy Benjamin and Chris Stewart. You know, it's just occurred to me we really haven't had a completely successful test of this equipment. Oh, we have fun. Woo! Uh, yeah, no, overall, it was, it was, it was cute. It's just, it's, it's random. Jim Jarmusch stuff is random, but what most of, like all the stuff I've seen, it's always kind of locked into a place for the most part. Yeah. When it's wandering over a town with a zombie apocalypse, you're like, uh, okay. Lots of little vignettes, I guess, is what it comes down to. Yeah. I don't know. Well, that's what he does best. Yeah. That's really what he does best. Um, so... Yeah. And as we uh, as we record this, Stranger Things uh, season three is hitting. It's just and I gotta to drop. spend some time to do. I've been rewatching yeah. the second season. Have you rewatched the second season at all, or no? No. Boy, I, I I say boy like boy howdy, not you as in boy. Whoa. Boy, boy, I said boy. <laughs> Foghorn I Leghorn. I'm not, fog, I'm not Foghorn Leghorn again. <laughs> I, I I barely have time to get through stuff the first time, let yeah. alone rewatching. So, well, uh, which is okay. I mean, a lot of that stuff kind of. Uh, if there's any one thing that comic books trains you for, it's for retaining a sense of things. Yeah. So that yeah. so that you can move into the new stuff and you kind of retain the sense of what came before and, and that recollection of oh yeah that's right this happened yeah. Stranger Things falls pretty squarely into that where you don't need to recall everything no exactly yeah. and, I mean Deadwood I was glad when I watched the Deadwood movie I'm glad we rewatched the show you know leading up to that so that you caught all that stuff even though they spoon fed you with like here's a flashback to what happened I'm like well, yeah. I didn't need that guys but, I didn't uh, uh, I watched bits and pieces of Deadwood I did not watch all the way through oh it's Although, it's great uh, I did see what's his name. Speaking of catching up on movies, I did get to see John Wick three. So Ooh, gotta see that too, man. Uh, that one was that was good. Lots of uh, lots of. The fun part is, is afterwards I went with friends and we were like, uh, it ended on a note where we we're like, that's not the end. They're doing it, and I looked it up like, oh yeah, they're oh, doing yeah. the fourth one. Yeah, they're gonna make those <laughs> movies until Keanu says stop. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they looked at it. It's like, oh yeah, there's at least two more, and they're developing a Netflix series around the <laughs> continental I'm like well I'm in I mean I'm fine that's, that's okay it. yeah but uh, and we looked it up and it was like uh, the first one made like oh god what was it it was like 45 million dollars I was like oh they must have made it on a shoestring like that was obviously a Keanu came in for uh, for nothing right like, scale like, yeah 
and it did really well. So like, we'll do another one. That one made like 90, and this one made like 141. And I'm like, even if they're adding on to the 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 uh, budgets, which I yeah, I don't think they're ramping them up too heavily. Uh, wow, uh, yeah, that's that's a that's a strong uh, return arc that yeah. I think the studio is not going to turn down until Keanu says stop or. Uh, Oh, well, the money stops for oh, yeah, I was going to say, where the audiences are like, I don't know that I can watch a ninth John Wick movie. Like, it's just, I've become yeah. so desensitized toward it all now. Well, the funny part is you get to the end of the three, and you're like, where the heck does it go from here? Like, <laughs> it turns into that Marvel thing. It's like, John Wick 7, John Wick kills the world. <laughs> what? Uh, like, it, I, can, I think quite, quite literally the seventh is John Wick fights his way into the Pentagon, or perhaps Cheyenne Mountain, and then rack launches uh, the nukes, and that's it. The world's yeah, over. Yeah, that's the end. That's how they have to end it because there's nothing yeah. more for him to do. It's a, yeah. it's a flash. It's a flash of nuclear fire uh, with flashes <laughs> of his wife and and puppy and the dog. And uh, that, well, no, both dogs because I, oh, I figured right. at this rate, the yeah. second dog probably dies in like five just to keep him angry. <laughs> uh, you know, I just. <laughs> Uh, uh, we need to start our offshoot pot, or, or we just need to go hang out with the us have some guys and record to do our like, summer movie roundup and John Wick sequel idea uh, brainstorm session. <laughs> yeah, but then I immediately went to Toy Story Four, and it was uh, Keanu at his voiceovery best. He was amazing in that. And um, Bill and Ted just started shooting this week. Just started so shooting. Yeah. Get, so I mean, our, we're getting our fill of Keanu. Uh, that man is that. on top of the world right now good old keanu reeves mm-hmm. um, but hey you didn't tune in to hear us talk about keanu reeves because uh, it's been it's been a long week of oh my god what are they going to talk about insert whatever we need to talk about here yes and, the uh, giant pile of things that we yeah, left and then for you two weeks in to hear us talk about keanu i mean everybody loves keanu reeves so that's fine but yeah. uh but i do need to uh thank you that canada day dan Aykroyd uh, mixtape that you did was awesome uh, the O Canada hip hop remix really makes me want to be Canadian. I mean, there's a lot of things right now that make me want to be Canadian, but that was kind of the icing uh, on the cake there. Oh, o Canada by Classified. It's a, it's a, it's a floor filler. That oh, one. Oh man, that was that was that was a good way to kick it off too. I I enjoyed that. But uh, so yeah. um so yeah so uh plenty for us to talk about. Now, yes, we will be talking about the Paul Rudd news. You did uh, cleverly put that. That uh, edited version of uh, Winston's Welcome Aboard uh, sequence in there, which I thought was pretty funny. But uh, yes, don't worry. We're going to talk about Paul Rudd. It is coming in the second half of the show because we have some other stuff we need to talk about first, um, which is crazy that we're burying Paul Rudd being in the new Ghostbusters movie uh, to the second half. But um, there's a lot going on those last couple of weeks. Lots and lots going on. So um, let's jump into it. The first thing that we have up is news, but it's kind of also like an unboxing review-y kind of? I don't know. Let's just jump into the news and we can talk about it. Hey guys, Peter. I have some news from the world of Gozer. I got some pretty cool stuff cooking up over here if you want to turn your head. Multiplanar curly and emanation. Now, well, here's your next month's cover of GQ. Check out the aura on this sucker. So, Chris, uh, our good friends at Hasbro... Uh, mm-hmm. were kind enough to uh, to send us both Optimus Prime uh, Ghostbusters. What are we officially, we're officially calling him Ecto-35, right? That's his designation. 
Yes. Um, and that's his official designation. So, so uh, the the Hasbro folks were kind enough to send us uh, these these wonderful figures. Um, we got them. I got mine last week. I think you got yours uh, just a few days ago, right? Not not too mm. long ago. Nope. No. Oh well, yeah, no, no. that's right. Just a, just a few days ago. Just a few days ago. Uh, and, and, and Hasbro has been, uh, very curious what we think. Like I've, I've gotten three follow-up emails. Like guys, what do you think of the figure? We need to hear about what you need. <laughs> they were, they were very persistent. Yeah. Uh, so I, uh, which is surprising because this one feels like a no brainer. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know if it's, they're worried about the price point, oh, which let's maybe? be honest is, I mean, it's, it's a lot, but for a world filled with huge transformer fans who probably have a serious Venn diagram overlap with, uh, with, you know, ghostbusters, uh, not to mention that they already kind of led them by the nose with the ectotron, which fits right. in the back. It's kind of yeah. like, I'm pretty sure like the transformer fans of the world alone will take care of, of this, uh, special figure. I was going to say, I, like, I, I feel, I feel flattered that they were really curious as to what we thought and, and wanted us to, uh, to speak our minds about the figure. Uh, yep. but at the same time, I was like, who am I? I'm just a Yahoo bozo that doesn't know anything about Transformers as evidenced by, uh, you know, wheelie trucky, which, uh, I will never <laughs> live down. Thank you to our Ontario friends. Um, but, uh, that's right. So, so I guess we, we owe it to Hasbro to, to talk about the figure. We'll just, uh, sure. we're not really reviewers. Uh, and I always tell that to people who are gracious enough to send us review copies of things, or in this yep. instance, to send us a figure. We're, we're not, we're not critics. I'm not a toy critic. Um, no, I'm, I, I'll be probably taking some pictures and posting them up, kind of, uh, poking around individual things as well. Uh, but this is just sort of our, uh, you know, it can only do so much in an audio. Like, you don't want to listen to us. Yeah. Going, All right, there's a thing, uh, a, little, a little piece of black plastic tab, and it, it lifts up. <laughs> so, like, if you imagine lifting up and back, and then his arm pops out, like, that's not going to work. So Yeah. Um, well, I'll, I'll start, and then I can I can throw it to you uh, sure. for, for your thoughts. But I, I, when I received my box, I opened it up, and uh, you know, my wife Kelly was was sitting there with me. She's like, "What is that?" And I said, "Oh, Hasbro uh, sent me this Optimus Prime uh, figure." And she said, "What? I, are are you doing Transformer stuff now? And you're just not telling me? You got a little side gig that I don't know about?" Uh, and I said, "No, it's it's a mashup with with uh, Ghostbusters, and it's it's a cool idea, and I'm I'm kind of." shocked and amazed that they sent this to me. And so I opened it up and I sat there with the box in my lap for, I don't know, maybe like five, 10 minutes, just staring at it, staring at the back of the packaging. And the packaging is awesome with the proton pack that we talked about a couple weeks ago. Um, but what really set in for me was, uh, I returned back to Troy in 1987, 1988, who always wanted the full Optimus prime with the trailer and the, you know, the, the whole thing. And my friend Levi had one, I didn't have one. Um, and I had this weird kind of like when I finally bought the Kenner firehouse for myself, uh, in high school, like I always wanted this as a kid and I never had it and I'm going to buy it. <laughs> uh, so I had this really strange sort of, um, surreal return to childhood, having Optimus prime in front of me and going, Oh my God, I finally have this now. And it's ghostbusters related. This is, 
it's a little strange, but it's also really cool at the exact same time. So I, I kind of really relished that moment and let it set in for a little while that uh, I now yeah. own an Optimus Prime figure. And it's it's cool. I mean, it's wonderful uh, just to have, you know, an, an OG Generation 1 Optimus Prime uh, toy and, and to have that extra Ghostbusters element to it uh, is, is pretty special. But um, I don't... Do, I didn't get misty eyed. I won't go as far as saying that I started, you know, tearing up, but, uh, it, it was pretty cool. But what, what were your reactions when you first got that box, Chris? Uh, impressed, like really impressed. Cause I mean, the fact of the matter is the Ectrotron alone would have been a real good, uh, offering in this 35th anniversary yeah. year. Do you know oh, what I yeah. mean? Like, uh, just the, as mashups go, taking the Cadillac Ecto and then having it transform into a robot and then putting it in the, uh, you know, the original style packaging, that was about it. That's all they really had to do. And then, and then to go to this one step more where they like pump out yet, uh, not yet another, but like a, uh, yeah, return to the roots on, on Optimus sort of thing. And it's not inconsiderable, right? I mean, it's, it's, I don't know. I'm trying to remember. Everything was bigger when I was a child. So in <laughs> that my is head, true. I he's a lot smaller than I thought he was going to be. But that's that's beside the point. I was well. Smaller. The funny part is, is I'm thinking back and I'm like, I don't remember the original Optimus fitting something like the Ectrotron in the back. Like it feels like this one might actually be bigger than the original one was. But I can't swear to that. Like, doesn't he stand like transformed like nine inches tall, which is taller than? the optimus we had right I, I think. I, yeah he's he's pretty big i do recall that the original and again this is where my transformers knowledge is or lack of transformers knowledge is really showing but i do the original i thought you could get some of the smaller vehicles into the back like that probably I, the smaller ones but not yeah. like ectotron like this one is it feels like a more considerate like this feels like design wise they're offering us back to gen one but size-wise, they're offering us kind of what's the? Again, I'm not. I'm. <laughs> I'm on a Ghostbusters podcast, which means I'm not a transfor- huge Transformers fan. But the um, there's a term for is it masterpiece something like that? Like for these? Yeah, like they're uh, they did them not too long ago for an anniversary, if I remember correctly, and they were a huge uh, hot ticket item. Yeah, and I think this is kind of technically for collectors falls into the same category. It's like this masterpiece edition or something like that, which is bigger than I think we got uh, off the shelves um, uh, when we were kids. I seemed, like, in my in my head, I, you're right, you could, like, I, yeah, like, Pumblebee and Jazz and all that, they were not huge cars. You could throw these guys into the back, I'm pretty sure. But this one holds, you know, the Ectotron is a considerable size uh, on a, in its own right. So that's most what I was impressed by was I, don't, I didn't think they had to go that far. And then to throw in these weird little extras like uh, – Wheelie Trucky. That is not his name. <laughs> but roller. We I've just been have corrected to... by twelve different people that are like, "It's Roller. It's Roller. You idiot." And I'm like, I, I, I knew it was something like that. But, <laughs> but really, at the end of the day, <laughs> is Roller the better answer? I, I still yeah, maintain it, Wheelie Trucky is cooler. Wheelie Trucky is cooler. Just saying. Yeah. I'm, well, I'm holding out for um, the Sam Hain. Uh, uh, car car bad guy uh. <laughs> that was, oh, that's, we didn't talk about that either you that that ad was wonderful that was great well i my uh, thomas wanted in and i was like all right i think i have the perfect use for you 
Um, <laughs> car car so, yeah. bad guy. Car car bad guy. Uh, or is it bad guy car car? Bad guy car car. Uh, but anyways, the end of the day, uh, that's what impressed me most was this is just uh, – it's not even fan service. Like there's something more um, – what's the term I'm looking for here? Uh, I guess kind of – artistic like it's almost like they yeah. i mean I, you know they're going to make it and they were going to sell it and they want to get the return on and all that but it was made mostly for the sake of making it do you know what i mean like yeah. they did not have to they didn't have to put what they put into it and they did so it kind of it's like um yeah it, it exists just for existing is what it is the fact that a bunch of us are going to uh, pick it up and 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 love it forever, sort of thing. Little details too, like we talked about the box. Like that was there was no reason to do the box like that, other than just pure, <laughs> pure, pure little extra dash oh, of, of they're awesome. just showing off. Yeah. yeah, I mean the boxes, the the graphic design on the proton pack itself is. I mean you're you're not kidding when you call it a piece of art. It's like it's a display piece. It's something that yeah. you. Like I, I was very careful when I opened it up to make sure that that box was still intact, so that I could put everything back into the box and yeah. use that as my display. So, if you consider approach these things in the, you know, from um, what you pay for it and what you get out of it, this is a real. This seems to that was my reaction to it is it hits a real sweet spot. Like, um, what's the the giant ecto eagle? Oh, the Eagle Moss one? The Eagle One Space 1999. <laughs> Eagle Moss, that's it. Thank you. Yeah, um, the, the build, build in Ecto is what you're thinking of. Don't or get me wrong. Of the Blitzway one. Yeah, the, no, yeah. no, no, no. The, the, or, or the Blitzway. Either yeah. one, uh, big, very expensive, and fantastic. But, uh, and then you go the other way. There's lots of, you know, the Ectotron is a price point wise, a very accessible. Uh, collector's item uh, figure sort of thing. Somewhere's in between, like at $150. Is that right? It's $150? Yeah, $150 bucks and, and a San Diego Comic-Con exclusive, but as and we mentioned, yeah. it, it may be up on that Hasbro Pulse website after the con. Yeah, it sits in this this wonderful sweet spot of it doesn't cost an arm and a leg. I mean, it's not cheap, but it or it's not inexpensive. You know, but it's not a huge price point. And if you drop that money, you're getting it. It feels like you're getting more than that yeah. $150 worth. Does that make any sense? Yeah. Like, I'm, I feel like I'm kind of rambling, but no, no, no. that's what I I'm trying to get to. It's is, a pretty good bang for your buck. I mean, and if you are lucky enough to get to Comic Con and, and pick it up and uh, and battle everybody in line in order to get one, you're definitely getting your money's worth out of the $150. Um, yeah. Like, as, as if you're going to drop $150 on a Ghostbusters or Transformers collectible for that matter. This one really, that's what impressed me most is like, this is, this is a really good right out of the box uh, return for $150, right? It's, it's, it's not even a, it's, I dropped 150 bucks and it's kind of okay. And if I sit on it for five years, you know what I mean? Like it'll earn a return and then I guess, okay, sure. No, this one is just, I don't know. It's just, I don't have the right, uh, descriptors for it is really yeah, I guess, what it comes it down to. Feel, it feels special. It feels like, I know that again, we talked about the cynical people that are like, Oh, you slap a ghostbusters logo on it. You can call it a mashup, but this no, is a little bit more than that. It's got they the roof went rack. A little bit, it's got the yeah. coloration, the um, roof rack, the coloration, putting roller in there. Uh, the Slimer always feels a little excessive, <laughs> but it was okay. Sure. You know, and then just the classic, uh, details too, of like the, uh, like the, the three form, uh, trailer 
Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like it, it, it fits the cars. It opens up sideways, and then it you know folds up into that. Uh, uh, whatever you want to call it, like arming the, the gun, arming platform rig, the thing. Gu- gun platform yeah. that that uh, Optimus can uh, can uh, jump in. Sorry, Ecto thirty five can jump into there. <laughs> not Optimus, very not very Optimus distinction. Yeah, uh, but yeah, uh, yeah it's uh, I don't know. I was I, I'm <laughs> I've I'm going to return to it. <laughs> basically and look at it again but uh that was that was my initial like and i really enjoyed the i'm not a mashup guy either and i think that's the other reason why i'm kind of impressed with it is for a lot of reasons like this one got pulled off really well actually it was a surprise too which i think is part of it but it's built on the back of the ectotron and the ectotron for anybody who's you know been in the fandom for a while um there's there was some very early fan art where somebody did that like it just it so it 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 feels like the the birthplace of this whole uh run here was <laughs> just kind of like you know fan daydream to begin with with the ectotron yeah. and then they just kept rolling with it and like i said i kind of i got i really i'm old and i'm cranky and i'm kind of tired with the mashups and i was like are we really that bored with the one thing that we have to slap it together with another but you know, every once in a while, something just comes together really nicely. It's executed really well, and it feels, and because of that, it feels really natural. And I think that's what I don't like about a lot of mashups is that there's so much mashups now, and it feels so. It feels like its name mashed. You know yeah. what I mean? As opposed yeah. to integrated, well, this like feels more like in. yeah, yeah. This is a this is an integration. This is not a, a a mash together. So yeah, and I think the other thing that contributes to it feeling more natural is that it's the anniversary for Transformers as well. So you've got the thirty fifth yeah. anniversary for Transformers, thirty fifth of Ghostbusters. It it reminds me of the the Walkman that they handed out at FanFest, which I don't know if you heard, but Kevin Smith got one of those, and he was yeah. he he was both over the moon about it and a little perplexed. He's like, it doesn't play cassettes. I mean, what kind of Walkman is this? Yeah. I found out about that later. It's an MP3 player. Yeah. Uh, and I'm like, uh, but at I the mean, same technically time, it makes, I mean, it's the 40th, 40th anniversary technically of the Walkman, uh, 35th yeah. anniversary of Ghostbusters. That mashup makes sense because it's, it's celebrating both of them at the same time in a very it natural does, way. Although, yeah. But as you say, it, it it comes with a natural, but why? Whereas the Ecto thirty five does not. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's it's. I think. I to be honest, I don't think anybody has ever looked at it and said, "Yeah, but why?" Like everybody's, <laughs> even people who are not into it, at least appreciate it. Whereas, yeah, there's so many other things that, like um, the K Swiss shoes. I thought they were very cool. I did not want to buy one. Uh, a lot of people were crazy to get them, and a few people were like, "Yeah, but why?" You know, yeah, like, why, and why K Swiss? Yeah, yeah, why K Swiss? Like, this you kind of had all these these natural questions going on, sort of thing, and th- this one really didn't. Yeah, like I th- like, and it's your, your fair point about them celebrating the the anniversary at the same time. Like, if you, <laughs> oh yeah, no, we go into a moonlit uh, field, uh, the stars align, and these uh, like a limited number of them came down <laughs> from the sky in a moonbeam, and we'd be all like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Like, these things are beautiful. They came from from the heavens. Uh, oh, man. They, they, so. I mean, I'm sure, especially for our, our fans that I do know are huge Transformers fans. And, and we will get to talking about the IDW comic, uh, which has been on shelves. That's 
We've got yep. something in the works uh, for that, so yep. so stay tuned. But I, I know a lot of people are. But go out and buy it. First one's out now. So. Yeah, pick pick it up. And I know that a lot of people that are are huge fans of both Ghostbusters and Transformers are are really digging it. So Apo- apologies apologies to Mr. Michael Tanaka who is poised for a couple weeks now, going, <laughs> why aren't they talking about he's, it? He's been armed at the keyboard and ready, but. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, so uh, I mean, again, our our thanks to Hasbro for sending us these uh, yes. review copies. Very cool of them to do so. And um, as you say, stay tuned to social media. I, I put something very brief up on the uh, Crossrip Instagram, but uh, we'll be posting a whole lot more of those, especially once I can, you know, uh, bring Ectotron and Ecto thirty five together. I definitely want to do some photos and stuff like that. But um, but, uh, very cool. So let's keep the merch train running because, uh, while we were taking that, that week last week for Canada day and Dan Aykroyd's birthday, which are both wonderful national holidays for our, uh, sake, um, there was a ton of merch news. So maybe we can kind of rapid fire through these, um, cause a few of them we don't really need to discuss, but, no. uh, uh, respawnables, another mobile game. I feel like once a week now we're talking about some sort of a mobile game integration where Ghostbusters yep. is, uh, getting a skin or or some sort of uh, an activation. Um, I uh, I went to download it and realized I had downloaded it before, which ah. then kind of tinkled a little bell in my head. I didn't get a chance to double check. I have a feeling that earlier on, Responables may have had a little bit of Ghostbusters um, uh, stuff in it. This is this is a a, a, a return to anniversary form for the mm. responsibles, but I haven't been able to, to Interesting. double check that. Yeah, I, I did get a little bit of a, a deja vu sense, but I thought that it was just because we were talking about you know, a planet coaster and all of these other mobile games that, that have, uh, you know, cool skins and pets and, and things that yeah. are Ghostbusters uh, 35th anniversary related. But uh, this seem, this feels like it might have been a, a like a... Uh, what's it? Uh, earlier on, like when Fruit Ninja and the uh, Monster Dash... Got their Ghostbusters, uh, little yeah. Ghostbusters overhaul. Yeah, some part of me was kind of vaguely recalls, but uh, anyways, <clears throat> yeah, back, I'll figure it out sooner or later. It, I mean, so uh, at any rate, yeah, uh, respawnables. Uh, you can get uh, a Slimer pet and some some Ghostbuster skins and weapons and stuff like that. It's a, it's another yeah. shooter game. Uh, so um, a uh, uh, slime blower interestingly enough is one of the weapons you can get. So yeah, the the which is love unusual. for Ghostbusters too has been kind of cool lately. Like. I, I forget who said it, but somebody said that Ghostbusters 2 has become kind of punk rock. Maybe this is a Craig Goldberg special that I'm <laughs> paraphrasing here, but all, all the cool Ugh. kids are saying that Ghostbusters 2 is a cool movie now. Uh, but Sure. Okay. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I have no idea. I'm not cool. What do I know about being cool? Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. So, check that out. Uh, Respawnables. Download that uh, for iOS and Android. Um, EW ran this article, uh, two weeks ago that we didn't have a chance to talk about. Uh, Michael Gingold has a book called Ad Astra, which yeah. is uh, a collection of newspaper ads from the eighties of all of our favorite sci-fi fantasy films. Um, so, you know, Star Wars, Blade Runner, Tron, you name it. Uh, but Ghostbusters is among those. Um, and, uh, it, it seems like it's, I'm hoping that there's more of the kind of obscure and like second run and holiday ads and things like that in there. Yeah. Uh, the EW preview is just kind of the standard. Here's the movie poster, uh, newspaper ads, but exactly. I, I own a couple of them myself. The, the print ready sheets, uh, both of them were, yeah, long after release, they were intended to be, uh, you know, number one for X number of weeks and yeah, come on back and see it again. And, um, 
what was the other one? I think it was Metro Detroit Ghostbusters. Somebody was posting a picture of there was a Ghostbusters two teaser um, that they ran the the broken symbol, like oh, no ghost right. in it, right? Which I don't recall seeing anywhere. It's stuff like that. I think, but. At the same time, I don't know what access this guy has to stuff. So we'll see. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see regardless. If nothing else, it'll be a wonderful little romp down uh, uh, <laughs> nostalgia drive there when you <laughs> you got all your movie information uh, as the movie was coming out in photo-ready form <laughs> in a print newspaper as opposed to months in advance full of speculation uh, uh, spy, on the spy photos with a long lens of Bill and Ted in the phone booth, and that's your first yes. look, and I know on it's driving one, it's crazy. Like, yeah. Anyways, um, so that one's, I'm looking forward to that book. I'm going to yeah, get that one. Uh, so, so hopefully we'll get a, a sense of what, what's in that one soon. It's it's uh, coming around just, just around the corner here. Uh, Naked and Famous has a uh, line of Ghostbusters uh, clothing, a very expensive line of Ghostbusters clothing, I should probably mm-hmm. add. Um, but they've got their biker jacket, which is kind of like a cheat code for the battle jacket that we've talked about here uh, yeah. on the show many a time. Uh, I mean, it, it, it seems like it's kind of... Uh, if if you went into the Lucky Brand stores and and there was some sort of like a mashup, hey, speaking of mashups, of your yeah. uh, your biker gang battle jackets and Ghostbusters, uh, that's that's the one image that I've seen. Yes, well, we're not going to count you as cool kids unless you rip the arms off. I'm just saying. <laughs> exactly. So... so pay five hundred bucks for this jacket and, <laughs> and then, then rip, rip the, the arms, arms off. off. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. No, it's a nice. Uh, it's the uh, the Letterman uh, stitch. Does that make any sense? Um, I don't even know what that's called. I yeah, uh, it's not embroidery. It's not. Uh, what is that? Uh, it's it's like the. It the, might be. Uh, it might be an embroidery, but it's a particular type yeah. where it's got like. Uh, it's got some. It's got some thickness to it, and it's got some. It's got some. Uh, uh, it's got some carpet to it. Is basically what's going on. It's. Uh, <laughs> I mean, but for yeah, that like price, the, it better have some carpet for it. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Like the the logo is done that way as well as the printing above yeah. and below, which uh, ain't afraid of no goose. It looks cool. Looks cool. Uh, I know. I a lot couldn't of people, wear one. It, it but, was like uh, the K Swiss thing. I saw the the response was like, "Wait, what?" Um, but, but why? For the but for why? those people that are gonna buy it, it's uh, it's that it sparks people will buy joy. It. People, yeah, yeah. Um, Maybe I'll see. see one in the wild. That's all I want. Yeah, exactly. Catch, catch somebody and get a photo with them and be like, hey, you got the jacket. Nice. Can I borrow a couple bucks? Um, <laughs> drinks are on you. Drinks are on you. Uh, so the, the same people behind the Ecto Cooler candles, uh, Horror Decor, uh, have yeah. a few new Ghostbusters items, including this uh, awesome Vigo the Carpathian uh, like carnival game. They call them a, a carnival punk, but you know the things that you knock down with the softballs yeah. at, a, at a carnival game. Uh, cool, cool stuff. They also have one for Slimer, but, um, I, I've been a fan of these guys ever since they did their stay puffed in their ecto cooler, uh, candles and they continued to, which they had, cool they stuff. had more of. Yeah. They sold out very, very quickly of those carnival punks. Uh, the one thing I can't get clarification on is, uh, they said it was something they made in conjunction with Ghostbusters news. And I'm like, Ghostbusters news had reported that they were for sale, but kind of bury the lead so i don't know if it's just weird like a a misstatement or something like that or uh or or when they say they did did it with him like they designed it but because i know he 
was the first to report it. So possibly they went to him and said, here, have some, please tell the world. And then that's what it was. I, 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 I don't guess, know. Because I know J- yeah. Jason is the influencer. Again, going back to our influencer influenced uh, uh, discussion a couple weeks ago, Jason <laughs> is the influencer here. But Jason is the influencer. Uh, that's... <laughs> Jason gets everything because uh, Jason puts in the legwork. Let's let's just be he, honest. He really does. But um, so so check those out. I guess if they are sold out, uh, hopefully they'll do another run. And they yes. do from time to time, like with the candles and, and things like that. You just have to keep really your ear to the ground. that just needs to be a, a collectible series. Like I want a, a like a Gozer one, Terror oh, Dog yeah. one. See you know what I mean? Like all the all the ghost villains. <laughs> Man, <laughs> needs, that needs to have a Carnival Punk. I would buy that so. So well, it's that's cool. not true. I, I didn't buy the Vigo one, but I really wanted to. It's it's like these are the ones that sort of operate in that fringe gray area territory where it's like they're not officially licensed, but they're doing such a no. limited run on these things, and they're home like handmade. So it's yeah, uh, you know, it's uh, um. It's so fun. you understand why it's limited and they sell out pretty quickly, but. I like that, and I do like that. Uh, I do appreciate that Sony has kind of like made a little bit of room for that. It allows. Uh, <laughs> It allows you and I to make patches and offer them up for sale. <laughs> it allows uh, EctoCrank and Proton Pins to do their magic. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, speaking of which, uh, we it, still have patches left. Go to our shop. That's right. Census if you want blood. our uh, our um, our first series, because if we make more of them, I'm gonna I'm gonna differentiate between his sweater and the uh, the the no symbol a little bit better. It it it, it differentiated great in the digital proof, and not so much with the final. Uh, I think we need we need to do like a Christmas sweater variant or something oh, like that's our like I ugly in, Christmas sweater. Uh, ugly. Oh, we are so doing that. But uh, so yeah, so patch is still available. Hey, speaking of merch, yeah, go to uh, GhostbustersHQ.net/shop. Uh, I think we have like fifteen left or twelve or something wow. like that. But all right, going um, fast. So they're going fast. Uh, if you want one, go grab one now. Uh, let's see. Oh, Mattel, uh, another San Diego Comic Con exclusive. They've got the WWE. Again, speaking of mashups, man, I feel like that's the theme of this episode. Let's just call it Mashup Central. But uh, yeah. WWE set of Ghostbusters uh, figures coming to Comic-Con. Um, Is this official? Has this been officially I, announced? I don't know. I don't. I mean, it, it seems like it's been circulating as if it's official, and I've seen some pretty good photos of them, but I don't, I'm not entirely yeah, clear. Yeah, the weird part is I went digging a f- uh, an illustration showed up first and everyone went, well that's great but that's not proof of anything and then a photo of the figure showed up and everybody was like well that's great but that's not an official announcement and then in the midst of it when i tried to dive in and find out what's going on zach Ryder, uh wwe champion in his own right as well as uh ghost head uh made some comment like these were it made it sound like these were the photos were of stolen test figures. Oh, interesting. And and he would know because he also has his podcast for the uh, major wrestling. Yeah, uh, thing. yeah. So I, I don't, I don't know. I don't we're even close that you think there'd be an official announcement by now. But yeah, uh, but we're about a week and a half, two weeks away, depending on when you listen to this uh, from Comic Con. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> a few a few people. Uh, I think it turned into the usual wrestling thing of them debating the wrestlers that had been chosen to be Ghostbusters. <laughs> but I think what what it, it never went beyond friendly debate because everybody agreed that the um, the Undertaker as the the ghost <laughs> the ghost villain was uh, spot on uh, and that sounds what about they right. would buy the thing for automatically. So uh, I'm not 
no official details, but I mean, if we had to speculate it, we might as well speculate. So that's five figures, uh, probably sold as a set. Uh, and going by what one of the items we're about to talk to about here shortly, I don't know, about a hundred to one hundred and twenty. Do you think that maybe? that sounds about right? I mean, that yeah, that seems to be the going rate for these like four or five figure sets yeah. at this point. So yeah. let's just let's just uh, let's just guesstimate on that one. But if it ever gets officially announced in time for San Diego Comic Con, uh, uh, I'm betting that's probably uh, what's going. If for. it hasn't already, yeah, that's that's unclear. Uh, yeah, us, us news hounds uh, really not doing our job. I'm sorry. Well, if it, if it was if it was well, no. Let's put it this way: in a world with yes, have some, and and all the you know, friends of mine that are wrestling fans, if an official announcement was made, it would float to the top. I wouldn't really yeah, have to dig too good much. Point. Uh, it's possible that if these were a stolen thing, uh, you and I both know that under certain circumstances, the uh, PR uh, plans will shift. And it's quite possible that they've decided that this being out there was enough initial buzz and they rather you know they could have they could have been planning to officially announce right about now the same as everybody else but yeah. with that early thing they're gonna they've decided well we'll ride that buzz a bunch of exclusive announcements will you know get out and clear and then we'll come back strong like the week before San Diego Comic Con or something like that and yeah. make a big splash so stay tuned we'll so, figure yeah, that stay, out stay tuned and and yeah uh, good good uh, opportunity to plug our yes have some friends knowing that uh, they're they're wrestling fans uh, they'll, they'll probably talk about it quite a bit um, or at least buy lots of toy fans <laughs> at a minimum <laughs> yeah it's also true. Um, <laughs> so let's talk Diamond Select very quickly. They also have a yes. San Diego Comic-Con exclusive, uh, the Citizen Ghost uh, uh, Ghostbusters. Uh, yes. very, very cool variants of their uh, four figures, including a couple of ghosts. Uh, an, again, another big box set that's in that $100 to $150 uh, price range. It's $120 USD uh, limited. Uh, so if I recall correctly... Come on, semi-photographic memory. Booth 2607, 2607. I think. 2607, yeah. Hey, good pull. Hey, thank you very much. I can't remember the other one I'm supposed to remember, though. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's uh, the four guys. It's interesting. They're offering it up, but they don't. It's based on their real Ghostbuster figures, which everybody loved, which were very high demand. It's referencing a real Ghostbusters episode, and they don't seem to trust the fandom enough to actually reference the episode, which is kind of weird. Oh, that's they're referring to them as they're calling them the Spectral Ghostbusters, which is literally what they are. But it's not. There's no reference to where it's coming from in the cartoons. Well, so. I wonder if part of that is because it the title in itself is a, a parody of Citizen Kane. I wonder if if putting a parody on licensed merchandise ends up being an issue too. Like if they can't say citizen ghost or no, that's not, that's no, 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 no. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I'm just, yeah. Pulling that out. I don't, I don't whatever. think that would go. I, it may though come down to, to the limitations of the, the, the license, the real Ghostbusters oh, license. That's like true literally too. it might've come down. <laughs> they can do the figures and use the name real Ghostbusters, but they weren't able to dive any deeper than that. Uh, uh, so the four guys, um, some people have made some comments like they didn't do the hand spectral. They did the head spectral, and the hands are kind of like gloved sort of thing um, when they did the repaints of the uniforms, which are modeled after the movie, uh, or the uh, pilot, if you want to look at it that way. Oh, yeah, good point. Um, yeah. And then they put in a Stay Puffed and a, what they call a spectral terror dog, which is another weird one. Like the, the Mini Mate set a spectral terror dog, and it's like... 
what is that anyways? <laughs> like, there's no that's, spectral terror dog. That's just dog. them replacing it? the plastic uh, on their terror and dog. Coming up with with a, a, yeah. Yes, this is their Ghostbusters equivalent of the Arctic Armor Batman. What? Uh, yeah, no. yeah. What? Or Spirit of Obi-Wan Kenobi, where we can mold it all in clear, see-through blue the, plastic. Yeah. Well, no, no. To be more accurate, to be Spirit of the Gonk Droid. What? No. <laughs> Droids don't have spirits. What are you doing? For, I appreciate for, the effort, though. That's, I mean, good on you, Kenner, if you did that. Uh, <laughs> Force Ghost Bosk. What? No. You're just... You're slapping shit together now. <laughs> um, uh, so, the, yeah, that's 120. That is a limited San Diego Comic-Con uh, exclusive, uh, supposedly exclusive. Again, some uh, some some noise that's similar to Ectotron, stuff like that, that it might be GameStop might get it after. GameStop, I don't know what truck of money they pulled up to Sony and poured it out, but everything seems to be an exclusive through GameStop Speaking this year. Speaking of trucks, because they just bought ThinkGeek too, like they've yeah. really, I don't know where their war chest is coming from, but I don't know, them. but uh, Ectotron was an exclusive to them. Um, they are the exclusive carriers. This is, uh, we're jumping the gun here, but uh, we'll get to it. The video games, uh, the remastered uh, Ghostbusters video the game. Physical releases. The yeah, physical we should, releases. We can talk about it now. This is a pretty Might natural as well bring segue. it up. It's yeah. uh, they'll have it. Um, uh, EB Games in Canada will have it. So everybody hip hip hooray for that. But uh, uh, the the special Ghostbusters Uno, like original Ghostbusters Uno, is GameStop exclusive. That loot that crate. Uh, loot crate pack. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so there's some question about uh, whether that would show up. Um, Again, we'll see. Uh, and then the other item is the uh, Slimed Heroes, um, which is them going back to their Diamond Select uh, movie figures, uh, sliming them up paint-wise, putting them in a four-person specialty box. Uh, that one is not as exclusive. I believe it's eighty-ish, eighty dollars for the four yeah, of them. Yeah, eighty bucks is what we have here. Yeah, the price point. The price point is actually. That's on par with you know the, a six-figure, one hundred and twenty-dollar one for the Spectral Ghostbusters. But anyways, this one is going to be available at Diamond Selects booth and other retailers at San Diego Comic Con, and then I think after the fact, a bunch of them are saying they'll be able to purchase them through there, probably GameStop too. And yeah. So if if you so, want your hands on these, just uh, stay tuned to social media and all of your collecting yeah. uh, sites because I'm sure everybody will post those links as soon as they are available in wherever you can pick them up if you're not at uh, San Diego Comic-Con. Um, and, and also, Diamond Select has been, there have been murmurs about uh, an Ecto-1, that they may be working on an Ecto-1, but uh, that's that's sort of late-breaking stuff on social media, <laughs> and there's nothing concrete there. So. No, that, that amounts to their usual Ask Diamond Select uh, weekly thing they do. Um, and somebody asked, what about Ecto? And they said, we're working on it. Uh, that doesn't say much. Yeah. We're working on it could literally be, <laughs> uh, should we do an Ecto-1? And somebody says, if we can find a good way to do it and make money, yes, we'll do it. And that's it. That counts as, we're working on it. Yeah, exactly. That's the um, Maddie Collector conundrum, is that they wanted to do it for the six-inch figures, and then they realized, like, oh, my God, this thing's going to be crazy expensive, and will it actually yeah. roll? And um, as, a, as opposed to a lot of people interpreting it as it's on an assembly line in China as we speak, which is... No, I no nowhere's near that. Yeah, uh, yeah, sound, we're so. we're far out. So just keep keep that uh, with a grain of salt, and uh, maybe there will be an Ecto One figure for those Diamond Select figures. Maybe there won't, but maybe. Uh, 
Um, all right. So just really quickly, HalloweenCostumes.com has uh, some new costumes, um, a couple of, of men's variants, a couple of women's variants, uh, a couple for kids. Uh, kids. Uh, these, these are kind of the, we've seen these pop up, you know, they sort of variants for Halloween where some of them are kind of, um, like Dickie's dresses. Some of them are more, uh, like jumpsuit, uh, looking, yeah, um, pre- pre- <laughs> uh, overpriced painters, uh, uh, yeah, uh, just painters coveralls. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, I, I, I think hit up HalloweenCostumes.com. I think the one for, for kids is probably the coolest out of the bunch. Um, yeah. but, uh, and and affordable too. They're you know like in the forty five to eighty dollar uh, price range. Yeah. But. Uh, uh, speaking of our friend Jason at Ghostbusters News, he was pointing out that the the version of the the movie jumpsuit uh, men's wise that they put out uh, last year is been retitled like uh, cosplay. Oh, interesting! All right, like, I forget what he said. They were calling it. They've re they've retitled it as uh, like the rest of them are off the shelf Halloween cheapos. This one is a cosplay one, which is a higher end. It's got like zippers all over and all that sort of thing, uh, made out of a fabric rather than a you know a paper thin nylon or what <laughs> what have you. But uh, that one was selling for ninety some bucks last year and is now like eighty and change. Yeah. So uh, uh, it's always like with these Halloween costumes, it's always. Like you see the photos and then you get to the store and you see the costume in the bag and it's something totally different. So I kind of don't, I kind of don't want to talk about it until we actually see what they look like in person too. But, um, yeah, but yeah. It's, Halloween costumes. Like, I mean, all of the spirit, uh, spirit has uh, a lot of, uh, Halloween items. Halloweencostumes.com has a lot of ghostbusters items. I mean, the good news is being the 35th anniversary this Halloween, there's going to be a ton of merchandise out there for everybody yeah. if you want it. So uh, I don't want to, uh, disparage Halloweencostumes.com. Uh, you know, entries into the the licensing uh, arena here, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I've always contended that Ghostbusters as a costume is one that, for a similar price point, is better served by finding yourself a flight suit and buying a couple of patches. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. It, it it they almost go further than than where they try to cram on more little print details and stuff like that into some sort of off the shelf uh, equivalent. So the old costume in a bag kind of deal. Yeah. Um, so Except for uh, kids costumes off the shelf for kids are always fair game. Yeah. Uh, it's, I'm, again, I'm okay it's, with yeah, that. That's different. That's totally different. I mean, I remember my uh, Egon costume was that weird vinyl that was probably super flammable and the plastic that hurt the <laughs> crap out of my face with the snappy, uh, 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 elastic band in the back, um, but yeah, so. it, it seems like it's mocked up. So we haven't seen the final result, but it looks again like those uh, ones they're selling have some form of an inflatable proton pack, and uh, uh, yeah, like I think that's I think that's what gets me is that the the costume the jumpsuits are kind of okay, and then you throw on this inflatable pack, and you're like, you know what, you could have just skipped the pack. And, you know, gotten yourself a pair of welder's goggles and a jumpsuit with a couple of patches. And yeah. that would go further with people than than that. But, yeah, you'll uh, get that. Hey, you made your own uh, bonus points, too. But um, so yeah. uh, so one last news item here before we get into the Ghostbusters 2020 discussion uh, and the Paul Rudd uh, chat that I know everybody's been like, what are you guys going to talk about it? Jeez. Uh, so the Potomac Nationals, the uh, minor league baseball team, are commemorating the 35th anniversary of Ghostbusters. Uh, this is actually happening. 
the weekend uh, as we record this, so uh, in the past, but uh, <laughs> they have these awesome Stay Puffed uniforms that what they're going to be doing is auctioning them off uh, for charity uh, after this weekend when the game is played on, on July 6th. And yep. the, the uniforms are awesome. I totally want one. So um, so hit up the, uh, the Nationals website and give it a look if, if you're interested in those because uh, yeah. it's for a good cause. Good evening. I'm Troy Benjamin. And I'm Chris Stewart. And I'm Troy Benjamin. And this is Ghostbusters 2020. From the Crossrip Studios around the world and into your ears, the news items that may or may not have touched your life. This is Ghostbusters 2020. With Chris Stewart and Troy Benjamin. All right, finally, Chris. Uh, two two weeks later, let's talk about the breaking news <laughs> that yeah. dropped on Thursday. Uh, after much, we, I'm curious to hear what you have to say because I don't know how much there is to say, to be honest. Uh, well, it's I mean, yeah, beyond so the the big casting news that Paul Rudd has joined the cast of Jason Reitman's Ghostbusters 2020, which uh, is going to be rolling cameras very soon here in Calgary. Um, it, the way that it rolled out was very fun. They had this uh, surprise announcement video that, that went up on social media of Paul himself uh, in front of the firehouse, which, God help all of those oblivious people that didn't realize that that was Paul Rudd in front of the firehouse and want to snap a photo or something. But yeah, <laughs> uh, there's one guy that's like buried in his phone and he walks right by and I'm like, you realize what video you... Anyway, um... But uh, so, yeah, so Paul Rudd will be joining the cast. He will be playing a teacher. And that's all that we know uh, about his character. Um, Thanks for tuning in, everybody. And the end. Yeah. Um, So (laughs) I actually think there's two things that we can talk about here. Sure. Number one, um, star power, uh, which is is very fun. Uh, Star power that was actually rumored to be in Ghostbusters 3 back in 2009. Yeah. Because I remember him having to dispel rumors that he was in that that Judd Apatow version that was going to be Seth Rogen and he and a couple other folks. Um, and Paul Rudd was like, who would dare make another Ghostbusters movie? And now here we are in 2019 going into 2020 where he's going to be one of the stars of it. Um, so I, I thought that was kind of funny that all of the rumors back uh, 10 years ago have been proven true. Uh, vindication for the Ghostbusters 3 blog, if it still exists, uh, which I believe was one of the people that were, was talking about that. But anyway, um, so I thought that was interesting. And then the second point uh, here, um, which I don't know how deep we need to get into it, was uh, the question of why wasn't this announced at FanFest? Uh, because a cu- couple weeks after FanFest is when this big announcement comes out with a video and uh, s- seems like something that would have been uh, a no brainer to be announced. You know, Jason's up there on stage and he's like, Oh, but there's just one more thing. And he pulls out his, you know, Steve jobs impression and, and airs this video. Um, yeah. Why, why was this not made at fan fest? I have a a couple theories, but I'd be curious to hear your, your thoughts on this too. Um, Uh, okay. Well, you, you want to go first? first? No, no, no. First. You go first. I have, so my two theories are number one, uh, the deal was not finished yet. So, uh, you know, maybe, uh, Paul's, uh, contract was still in negotiations or maybe they hadn't, uh, signed on the dotted line and, uh, they didn't quite want to announce it at FanFest, And then it happened a couple weeks later. And that's why we got the announcement when we did. 
Um, and then the second thought that I had is something that we've mentioned on the show before. Um, FanFest is not like the big promotional press event uh, that that gets you those eyeballs, you know, whereas if they make this announcement a couple weeks leading into Comic-Con, which we know Sony Pictures is not having a panel or a, a presentation or anything at San Diego Comic-Con, but if you push this out just before Comic-Con and it gets into the news cycle where people are talking about pop culture and all the movies coming out next year, um, you know, maybe you kind of beat that storm a little bit and, and it starts running and you know, your national, uh, local news, uh, cycles and things like that. Um, cause my, my parents saw it in Colorado and, and immediately said, Hey, Paul Rudd, that's fun. We love him. Um, so it, it, the word spread pretty quickly, which in about a week and a half, it will not, uh, because everybody and everything will be announced at San Diego comic-con and it will just be a face, you know, in a crowd, but, right. um, so those are my theories, but what, what, why do you think that it wasn't, uh, wasn't a big fan fest splash. Um, Ibid. There we go. We've all learned a little Latin today. It means same <laughs> okay. as above. Yeah. Um, no, no, basically that was my impression too is, you know, uh, God bless uh, our fandom, but uh, it's it's the choir, right? Like uh, that and a, there, it was kind of a hectic weekend too. Like a lot of stuff seemed to be in flux. So I don't have a, Obviously, I don't have an exact answer for why. I do like your thinking that maybe things hadn't solidified. Um, well, and even just I, I'm thinking of you know pr- press outlets that were at FanFest, like yeah, uh, compared to the press outlets that are at Comic Con. Comic Con, yeah. I mean this this was announced in Variety. I mean, well, it was announced on the social media, and then Variety confirmed it uh, shortly thereafter. <laughs> well, that seemed to be like a a, a two parter that he. Paul Rudd was going to social media it, but yeah, Variety was lined up and ready to go. Yeah. Uh, to, to confirm it. So again, that seemed to be, uh, uh, I don't know, part of Sony's ongoing thing between, they seem to have a fairly strong relationship with Variety and EW when it comes to a lot of these things. Yeah. Uh, well, and the bummer about the EW connection, because, you know, Anthony Bresnikin was the journalist who uh, was reporting on all the Ghostbuster stuff, and he's <laughs> no longer at EW. So I wonder if that's why this was Variety and not uh, Entertainment Weekly. But Maybe. Although now with 2020 hindsight, his whole thing where he's like, and do you have anything else you want to announce? Maybe. <laughs> Starts oh to make a little God, sense. A point. Uh, he, maybe it, he it feels, knew and he was trying to get he that He knew and they were like, and no, we oh, will that's not funny. be talking about that. God, yeah, if you retroactively look at that, because he was when he was talking about Sigourney reading the script and Bill reading the script and yeah, and Bresnikan really was just kind of just ribbing him. Like, is there? are you sure? You're sure. You're sure? Have we got anything, maybe? And yeah, they just kept kind of shooting him down on that one. Well, um, that actually might be, that might be fuel for the, that the deal wasn't closed yet, you know, that he didn't want to make true, that big yeah. announcement uh, if contract negotiations, if something was still going on uh, that may have held that up uh, officially, but... Yeah, it's very cynical to say that, oh, they were looking for a better outlet, but you know, looking back at it, uh, FanFest got quite a bit of coverage, and trust me, if they had announced Paul Rudd at that thing, I think it would have gotten even more true. coverage. It's not. That's very it's true. not like. It's not like uh, it would have gotten this. <laughs> oh, and Paul Rudd, and it, the the signal to noise would have been exactly the same. No, it would have been huge. Well, uh, and, and, so I, I, I think it feels more to me like a 
just wasn't quite ready didn't want to mess with it do you know what i mean I, I, yeah, I've, and it's funny, I, as you were talking about that, I had this weird sort of daydream of us in the crowd at FanFest, and suddenly he's like, hey, I got a clip, let's roll a clip, and there's no setup, there's nothing, we have no idea what's coming, and that video plays without any precursor yeah. of information to it, and then you go, oh, oh, what? And that that shock, that surprise would have been a whole lot of fun. And maybe that was well, the plan Well, that's the other thing, know. too. Like, we, we, we weren't tracking Paul Rudd because we had no idea. But we don't know when that video was made. Like, it could have been made with the intent of maybe running it at FanFest. Yeah. Or it was made just as you that said. day. I don't know. <laughs> we have no idea. Hard to say. <laughs> Hard to say. But uh, so at any rate, I mean, I, I, for one, I think the one thing that I can say is that I'm freaking over the moon that Paul Rudd's going to be in this movie because I feel like his, well, A, there is not one soul in the world that doesn't like Paul Rudd. Go ahead. Try. I can't yeah. find anybody that doesn't no. like Paul Rudd. Um, but, uh, but also his humor is going to be perfect for this. Like if, if they're going kind of on the darker, spookier side, uh, imagine the levity that somebody that Paul Rudd is going to uh, bring to the table. Um, so I, I, I think it's, it's brilliant casting and especially if he's kind of the, you know, that we're not dipping into the SNL, uh, well, like, uh, Paul Feig did, but you know, Hey, Paul Rudd is your big comedy star that's in this. Uh, I'm, I'm all for it. Um, so yeah, I, it also means to me that we're getting close enough to the point that I want to stop. I know. Uh, speculating. I it was don't. fun very early on, but now as they add in more pieces like this, I'm kind of like, eh, I don't want any more. <laughs> well, and, and I love, I love that the fa- the fact that Variety said that sources say that he's playing a teacher, and that's all that we know, and that's all I want to know because not only does that just give me enough that's like, okay, I know kind of what his character will be like. Um, but it also gives me these like Amblin Goonies uh, feels where it's like, oh, there's there's a teacher and there's kids and this is going to be great. I have nothing yeah. but faith. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm at that point, too. Let's let's not even speculate about it. Let's okay. just enjoy the fact that Paul Rudd is cast in this movie and, and we'll call it a day. Um, and then two other quick uh, 2020 news items. Um, McKenna Grace, who just celebrated her 13th birthday two weeks ago, uh, was on Entertainment uh Entertainment Tonight. I almost said Entertainment Weekly. Too many entertainments. Mm. Uh, Entertainment Tonight Canada talking about Annabelle Comes Home, which she is in. uh, And she talked about how she reacted when she was first cast in Jason Reitman's films. And of course, at uh, Jason Reitman's film. But as we know, at uh, FanFest, Jason said that she's a huge fan. She made a Slimer Jello mold for the uh, little party that uh, Jason threw for some of the people uh, after they uh, signed to, to work on the movie. Um, so we'll, we'll play a little bit of audio in just a second. Cause it's, it's very cute, but it's very brief. Um, actually, oh, let's play it right now. Here's, here's McKenna yeah. Grace on, on, on ET Canada. Uh, congratulations. I mean, casting Ghostbusters. Thank you. What was your reaction when you found out? Cried, freaked out, uh, ran around a room in circles for, um, what do you say, mom? Like a good 30 minutes, right? <laughs> Yeah, well, um, I just ran around because at the time we were in Canada, so I just ran around to our hotel room for like, yeah, good, good solid thirty minutes. Uh, then, then I just sat down and cried. 
so yeah, I mean, just infectious. Like she's so excited for this movie to be starting and she's so excited to be a part of it. I, I love it. So uh, good, good for her and happy birthday, McKenna. Uh, and looking forward to seeing what the movie brings for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one thing, I don't know if we even need to talk about this, Chris, but the hallway, the, the set designer in Las Vegas. No, that was more confusion than anything. I don't know that we need to get into it. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think if anything, if you saw it, uh, there was a set designer in Las Vegas that had posted a hallway from what appeared to be the Sedgwick hotel, um, you know, with a bunch of hashtags like, you know, film set and filming and ghostbusters and, and then uh, immediately, uh, speaking of speculation, everybody jumped the gun and said, oh, my God, this is they're recreating the Sedgwick Hall for Jason Reitman's film, which doesn't make any sense. Why would they build no. sets in Vegas for uh, the movie in Calgary? But um, but it turns out it's not for the new film. It's for something else uh, and at something else in the past. Right. Wasn't it for that supernatural parody video that came out? Yeah. The uh, uh, like a year Hollywood. Yeah. Hollywood is the duo's name. Uh, that really great supernatural slash Ghostbusters uh, parody that had all the stars of Supernatural in it and all that. Yeah. But I mean, just uh, again, knowing how fast the news cycle moves um, and how we keep imploring everybody that listens to this podcast, like, wait for the official stuff, wait for the official announcements. If you see stuff like this, and uh, <laughs> and you see it being perpetuated as, oh my God, they're working on the. Uh, the the Sedgwick hallway and they're recreating it for the new movie. Maybe just say, Hey, wait a minute. (laughs) A, why did you send this to me? And B, uh, this really, no, let's just wait for the movie to come out. Let's, let's not, uh, keep the rumor mill churning. Um, but, uh, at any rate, and, and there have like as stuff, especially now with production starting, uh, there will be, people that are snooping and there will be photos and there will be people at airports and there will be uh trucks driving by on the uh, expressway in calgary and you're going to see the ectomobile probably on a flatbed truck or whatever it ends up being yeah uh i I don't know uh proceed with caution that's the only thing i can say uh don't (laughs) let something awesome about this movie be spoiled for you by an instagram video um that's that's all i can say yeah that's a, we're heading into a real weird spot, you and I. The more is it, the more it moves along. The more I'm like, I, I mm. yeah, I, I, I really, think, I, I debated. <laughs> let's have this off-air conversation right now. <laughs> um, I don't know. Was kind of getting close to pitching the idea of just a no 2020. Like, like it, it amounts to like I, I think it. I'm wondering if we almost would better serve part of the community by not talking about 2020 I, I'm stuff all at a certain for that. point. I really am all for that because there it's are... Not, it's not, yeah, it's, it's not like we're cutting people off. The internet will cover all this stuff. If you want that stuff, you can go find that stuff. It's just, I feel like for ourselves as well as a bunch of others that don't want any spoilers, like, <laughs> it's just, how about tune out everything else and just come here and guaranteed we will not... <laughs> Yeah, Talk spoilery twenty twenty stuff. Let's do that. I mean, we have we have talked about it, kind. Of, I mean, unofficially uh, for the past couple of weeks. But let's we'll limit anything that we talk about to be official in an official capacity. That it, it's coming direct from the source. That Jason, if Reitman they is want us to know something. about it, if they want us to know about it, 
The yes, that's exactly so. And, and we'll put the kibosh on our speculation as much as we can too. In sure. the event that we inadvertently say something that might end up being in the movie or is close to something that might be in the movie, and then all of a sudden we yeah. unknowingly just uh, talked about it. So um, uh, yeah, no like rule, new rule going ahead. Uh, just official stuff. Just official stuff uh, and official stuff only. So uh, for for a while, for a while, you and I were it seemed like we were kind of like oh. What you know, maybe part of the service is to dispel speculation and rumory stuff. And at a certain point, I'm like, no, like, yeah, talking about it perpetuates it even more. Then, it's like passing then it on. We're, yeah. And not only that, just personally, then we're waiting in it too. And I, I really don't want. To. Yeah, <laughs> I really don't want to. I don't. I I want if <laughs> so, if indeed the Sedgwick Hallway appears in this movie, I want it to be a surprise when I'm sitting in the seat watching that movie for the first time. You know, yeah. that, I don't want the set design to tell me that. Uh, or, or yeah. some over-eager, super uh, excited and very proud uh, person who's working on it who posts it and then not thinking that like, oh, wait, maybe I shouldn't be. And then all of a sudden it becomes a leak and they didn't intend for it to be a leak. You know, that kind of thing is just, it's the pits. So yeah. um, we'll keep it to, you know, the, I'll, I'll keep Bill and Ted as a good example here. Ed Solomon, one of the wonderful writers uh, on the film, he posted a little bit of video from Video Village for the very first shot, and you see the slate, and you don't really see what they're shooting. You see the backs of, of two of the characters, and 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 that's a fun tease. Like, hey, we know that they filmed their first shot, uh, and that's all we know, and that's all you need to leave it at. We don't need to talk about who those two characters are with their backs to the camera. We don't need to talk about where they are, uh, and that's that's kind of what exactly. we'll, we'll continue to report for you guys. Um, and, of course, our reactions. Like, once we start getting into trailer territory, we'll – We'll talk about our reactions to those, but yeah, I like this Oh, plan. I don't know. I, I'm going to have to sleep on it. You may end up be doing, doing trailer reactions on your own. I may... <laughs> Not even watch I the may, trailers. I may, I may tune them out, yeah. Yeah, I, I wouldn't blame you. Um, I haven't watched uh, a lot of trailers for Stranger Things and stuff like that for that, that exact same reason, but uh, yeah. So uh, if you've tuned in for Ghostbusters 2020 news in the future... Sorry. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Go, 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 go stoppers. stoppers. I'm sorry. We'll do it again. We want to hear from you. Leave us a voicemail on our calling line at 470-242-4742. That's 4702-GBHQIC. We also have a Facebook page. You do? And Twitter accounts. Friends is dead. No kidding. Just give me the address. Search Facebook for... Ghostbusters. Interdimensional crossword. On Twitter, look for Troy at Ghostbusters HQ and Chris at Proton Charger. What the hell are you doing? If you like what you hear, please take a moment to give us a review on iTunes. Be sure to recommend us to your friends. That makes good sense. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professional. Once again, our call-in line is 4702-GBHQIC. That ought to do it. Thanks very much, Ray. Chris, our first record session in July, because we didn't record yeah. last week. You recorded last week, but I was not That's a part right. of it. Um, but uh, you weren't able to get any final thoughts into last week's episode. Uh, so what uh, <laughs> What have you got? We have a holiday weekend that just finished here in America, yeah. a holiday weekend up in Canada that was uh, uh, two weeks ago now. That's right. Uh, summer has officially begun. Kids are out of school. The weather is changing. Uh, the the Dan Aykroyd uh, has dubbed the uh, official uh, National Caesar <laughs> recipe. Did really? I didn't even yeah. see the announcement. What what was it? 
But uh, I forget her name. She's actually a food blogger in Vancouver. That's why I know ah, of it. Is, okay. Uh, there's a Vancouver news blog. Vancouver is awesome, uh, which only covers the stuff where Vancouver is awesome, and that was one of them. Is and I guess there's a book coming out on the Caesar uh, with lots of different recipes. But yeah, ah. she was she was picked to be in it. She's one of those one of the. Uh, I I I don't know. It's it's vodka and tomato <laughs> clam yeah. juice, and then I think it comes down and to garnish and yeah, what kind of garnish you put in and all that. But uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, do you two quick final thoughts? Yeah, yeah. What you got? Uh, one's really quick. If you haven't, I, where was he posting? I don't know if it was Ghostbusters franchise worldwide or GB fans or something, but. Uh, uh, UK, uh, UK based uh, Ben King, who I believe was a moderator on GB Fans, so it's probably GB Fans, um, did a series of posts on Facebook. Just blew my mind. He he'd been watching old Star Trek: uh, The Next Generations and was pulling out recycled Ghostbusters oh. uh, set elements. Yeah, I saw that. Like the lights from the, the exterior. Lights, of, yeah, uh, the the Ghostbusters 2's um, laser. Uh, crystal trap uh, emitter traps uh, were used in an episode uh, just one of those things that yeah a lot of stuff you know just got recycled uh, that's just how Hollywood works and we never know where it is until somebody stared at Ghostbusters so many times that it's it's in their brain and then they're watching you know 35 years later watching Star Trek and go there it is so much stuff I think he had like six or seven posts I mean it makes sense that I mean a lot of that stuff ends up being recycled through Hollywood and and like yeah. Star Trek the next generation they're trying to build these what look like multi-million dollar sets on a shoestring budget uh, every week yeah. every eight days if so. you needed a new widget like the the laser emitters that was one of the earliest things that people discovered had just been sold off to a Hollywood prop house and you could go rent them for whatever you were doing yeah, uh, heck, even the PK meters in Ghostbusters no, probably. Yeah, PK meters showed up in so many things after Ghostbusters. Like it's just again, it was. I don't think that would happen anymore with certain key. I don't. We're never going to see the answer to the call equipment show up in any no, other movie. No. Yeah, uh, but, but at the time, nobody thought in terms of, and this will be iconic forever. So we should maybe never let anybody <laughs> use it. Uh, so no, if you really want to see, we can make a couple more bucks on this if we put yeah. it into the prop house and rent it out for five bucks a, a production. Yeah. yeah. So if you ever want to see, you know, Hulk Hogan talking to a PKA meter, there you go. Um, <laughs> there you go. Uh, one of the the gigameter uh, ended up in a Star Trek. So that was a minor thing. You should. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Heck, even if it's not on GB Fans Facebook. If you go to the GB fans uh, message boards, I'm pretty sure Ben probably was posting up there. Putting a thread up there. Yeah. It's really fascinating to watch how many like how many things he spotted so far. I, oh, it's I enough love that, that I want to go back and start watching yeah. them again. Uh, the uh, other final thought was I'm trying to come up with a. Oh, sorry, you said uh. Oh what, no, 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 I was gonna I was gonna prompt you for your second thought because I want to oh, make well, sure you, 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 you mentioned it. Yeah. Well, it did. You you were very efficient. All you said was uh, and off I went. Um, <laughs> I helped. I help. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know. I'm trying to build in my head uh, an unofficial shared universe. I think this might come from the role-playing game. Because um, in my head, um, like one of the natural ones was it's pretty easy to imagine that Men in Black and Ghostbusters run in the same universe. Do you know what I mean? They don't necessarily have to cross over, um, but they feel 
very similar the very similar yeah. Uh, yeah. tone and, tone and, and approach. style and yeah again i think it's an rpg thing that in my head i could actually see applying the ghostbusters role playing game rules to running a men in black game sort of thing uh, and it actually this all sparked from um, i think it was on prime prime had evolution i haven't seen evolution since it was in theaters and i i watched it again and eh, it wasn't too bad but yeah, at the same I, yeah, time, I'm I like, enjoy, I enjoy some some key moments in that movie yeah. still to this day. Yeah, and it's got it's got you know four uh, well not all academics, but uh, again a weird a very Ghostbustery kind of composition of people you know fighting monsters and all that. And I was like, yeah, I could see that happening, and it you know I, so the trick is then you start humming and hawing. Like, you can't imagine that Godzilla exists, because, of course, Godzilla, it's a world that's ravaged by giant monsters. Well, that doesn't fit very well with with a world where the Ghostbusters are supposed to be running around New York busting ghosts. Like, there's certain things that just... Yeah, you need a world that's not tumbling into chaos. You need a world where... I don't know. So, like I said, I haven't come up with any rules, but I'm very interested to hear... Like, uh... Buckaroo Banzai would fit very well yeah. in, the, in the Ghostbusters uh, world. A big Trouble in Little China would be a big good one. Big Trouble in China would be a good one. Uh, uh, Golden Child. Man, any of those Boss Films movies. Yeah. Really. Uh, oh, and speaking, you know, uh, Bill and Ted. Bill and Ted Bill would and fit Ted. quite nicely. Yeah. Just because all of their weird stuff happens in the future, which doesn't affect. Right. Yeah, But totally. again, it, I'm trying to hit that, that tipping point where they all feed off one another because you can imagine that a world with Bill and Ted evolves into the future world of Bill and Ted, which is, which is all very, uh, all very super advanced, <laughs> which you could see coming from a world that also had the men in black and alien, you know what I mean? Like station. Yeah. Yeah, like that's you start to see the overlaps with station and stuff like that. You're like, oh yes, okay, these yeah, the creatures and yeah. Uh, uh, well, so, so why don't we do that? Like, so so uh, keeping the theme of mashups in mind of this particular yeah. episode, um, we have a very generous offer from Mark uh, Honeyborn, who's one of our listeners. Ooh. Who who gave us uh, his digital codes for Ghostbusters one and two, the 35th anniversary Steelbook edition, uh, and he said, "Hey, I already have these. Uh, you guys want to give them away?" And we said, "Sure. Oh my goodness, that's that's very generous of you." But we got to come up with a, a good concept in order to yes. give that away. I so, will interge- I will interject before you you make the offer. It's not that he already has it. It may be that he already has it. Oh, that's true. It's, He's in the UK. Those yeah. codes are geolocked, and I know this yeah. because I had a key I was going to give away because I'm in Canada, and then I lost it. So uh, we'll have to give his away. There but, we uh, go. So uh, so so thanks to Mark for providing us with this code. I'm going to give you the number right now in the first person to no i'm just kidding uh so what we want you guys to do is on social media make sure that you are following at the cross rip on instagram and on twitter and of course on facebook make sure that you're giving a, a like to the uh, ghostbusters interdimensional cross rip uh, podcast page there um and we would like you to share uh, that you listened to this week's episode uh with all of your friends say i just listened to the cross rip uh, to all of your friends and my idea for a uh, a universe mashup, a universe crossover uh, is, and then tell us what it is: Transformers and Ghostbusters, Bill and Ted and Ghostbusters, uh, whatever it may be, whatever you think the best one is. Uh, tell all your friends and tell them that you're inspired by this podcast to come up with the idea, and see how your friends react. A and B, make sure that you tag us in it uh, so that we see it, and uh, we'll pick the best one and we'll give you guys the code. How's that sound? 
You like that? I like that. <laughs> You won't win a code, but if you also want to uh, uh, rant about it and possibly be on the podcast, call our number. <laughs> exactly. <tell us. laughs> or also call the number, too. Yeah. Uh, if, if you do that, if you call a voicemail, we'll consider that an entry for the uh, code as well. So uh, tell, tell all your friends on social media that you listen to the episode and what your mashup crossover idea is. And that immediately enters you for the uh, code giveaway for the Ghostbusters 1 and 2 digital copies from uh, Mark Honeyborn. And our thanks to Mark for doing that uh, thanks, for us Mark. as well. Um, all right. Well, uh, we're running long, as I thought we would, because we haven't talked in two weeks. But mm-hmm. uh, we'll we'll be back next week. More news, more conversation. I'm sure there's going to be plenty to talk about in, in the weeks to come. And until then, everybody, we'll see you all on the other side. Who you going to call? Thanks for joining the Ghostbusters Interdimensional CrossRip. Visit us at ProtonCharging.com, GhostbustersHQ.net, and StillPlayingWithToys.net. That used to be one of my two favorite shows. Anything you're doing is bad. I just want to let you know that. We'd like to get a sample of your brain tissue. Next week, though, Careless Pets. We're so good.